Seminar, a course or subject of study for advanced graduate students, an act of conferring or consulting together. Issue 25, The Ease of Manipulation. I still can't believe we lost half this class. Half of them got failed. I'm starting to wonder if this machine is using rigged algorithms. I think that's kind of impossible. Algorithms are mathematic problem solving. I don't think they're going to be skewed to fail us. I'm starting to wonder, especially with the way this class has been going. Greetings, class. Please be silent. Class has begun, and I do not wish to waste any time. Turn your attentions to your heads-up display and observe. I have opened a particular folder for you in your student account. As you can see, students 11 and 12, male, Oldham and Beatty, have been added to your classroom from the other sections of the school. To this end, I have decided that you shall be responsible for group work for the most part of this semester. The details of this assignment have been assigned to your HUD. I expect to see the first part of this analysis after the first piece that I am to introduce. In the last class, your proctor assessed you on your skills of analysis. The reason you are here is because the proctor assessed you and found you to be proficient in analysis and criticism of humanities literature and social aspects. To that end, I will begin by continuing one of the pieces that was presented. Part one of Time's Quartet focused on the fact that some events can defy logic and reason, at least according to the fiction of humanity's modern period. To continue, you will now analyze what you feel the next part tells you about humanity. Let us look at part two, opening. So, like, I totally clamped down my toes onto candy and felt that Mondo wave just shake through my whole body and- Candy? Like, who is she? And toes? Ew! My surfboard? Hello? You're totally supposed to name them after chicks and stuff. I thought that was boats. Barbie, do us both a Mondo favor and don't think, okay? Well, that was a Mondo waste of time. He isn't going to say anything useful, is he, McBride? I was warned about his stupidity, but uh, not his ego. Hmm. Smart enough to surround himself with sycophants. And bodyguards. Yeah, bodyguards from the planet of the apes. Ugh. Which does make it kind of hard for the two of us to just politely walk up and say, Hi, we're from the government, and we're here to drag you away because you've never paid taxes. Okay? Great. We need a plan, or a scheme, or something. A scheme, huh? Rossum, I thought uh, you IRS agents were supposed to be dull and straightforward. Well, Miss FBI, if you want to just flash your badge and slap cuffs on him, be my guest, but don't expect a sympathy card from me when one of his goons hospitalizes you. What a crappy way to spend my first day in Hawaii. We don't want him to see us until... Wait... I've got a plan. Get that gleam out of your eye right now. Oh, you haven't even heard it, McBride. I don't need to. This is the first time I've ever seen you excited, Rossum. And I'll be honest, the uncharacteristic wave of emotion fluttering across your face is really creeping me out. So, you'd rather just languish in here with me than frolic in the sun? Frolic in the sun? I do not frolic. What size bikini do you wear? 
What? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, why me? Why not you? Consider it penance for you hiding case facts from me. I have shared everything necessary. Oh? So why does our suspect need to have those special handcuffs put on him? And what's so special about them? What other details are you hiding from me and the IRS about this man? <sighs> things that you would not believe, and things that are not important to this investigation. Can't I just do ten Our Fathers and ten Hail Marys and you seduce him? Oh, but this case belongs to you. I'm just here as a courtesy between our agencies. Trust me. What are you doing? Taking a Xanax. I can see that. Then why did you ask? How many of those do you take a day? As many as I need. It's okay, I'm a doctor. When this is over, you owe me a root beer float the size of the Statue of Liberty. Got that? Got it. Now let's get you to the hotel gift shop. Hello, sweetie. I'm Mal. You already knew that. What's your name? Candy. Ooh, I like candy. <laughs> You're Mr. Charming, aren't you, Mal? Absolutely. Do you like rum? I have some. Oh, rum and candy. Lead the way, my Mondo Bay. Make yourself comfortable. I'll just get that bottle of rum for us. Ooh, a bed. Let's play. My, don't you move fast. That's what it's all about on those Mondo waves, my candy babe. Here you are. Mondo. Ah, now that I've had some rum, how about some candy for dessert? Okay, close your eyes. Handcuffs? Kinky. Oh, they stung a little. I like. Why don't you whisper something dirty to me now? Okay. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to have an attorney present during questioning. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. Do you understand these rights? What? What's with all the big words? My nose! You just broke my nose! That was for creating AIDS. What the? What's going on here? Malus, you are a millionaire that has never paid taxes, and I am a federal agent. You are under arrest. Cute, shiny ba- Wait, is that the real thing? Not only is it real, and not only are you about to be airlifted to a cell near DC, but I know who you are. Duh! The whole world knows who this Monda Kahuna is! I know your true name. Pestilence. Good afternoon, Dr. McBride. Maul? Yo, bro. What's up? 
Dude, I'm kinda tied up by Miss Psycho Redhead here. Could you, uh... I'm sorry, but I cannot assist you. Though we are brothers, my loyalties have already been given on this matter. What? You set me up? You helped her set me up? <laughs> you actually figured that out on your own. My congratulations. Oh, this is not good. Dude, why? Peter Bellum. War. I want him. You and Famine are my path to taking down war. But I'm like a horseman. I can't be caught like this. I should be giving you the plague, cop babe. Your powers are weak from a lack of use. I doubt if you could give the common cold to a bus full of schoolchildren these days. Oh, Mal. Mort here explained many things to me. He explained how you horsemen incarnate in mortal bodies. Normal, human bodies. Oh, you have mystic powers, but those can be bound, too. You know, if you're put in the right cell. I'm never gonna see the ocean again, am I, bro? This incarnation of you will age and die, and then your spirit will be free again. Until then, I take my leave of you. This was necessary, but I am still sorry, my brother. Our deal's halfway done. I get famine next, and then you help me nail war. That is our arrangement, Doctor. You will find Fame much harder to arrest, though, if you follow a straight path of inquiry. Play your cards for what they're worth, not what their face value is. Could you be any less helpful? Help me, instead of just standing there with the Zen smile spouting cryptic riddles. That is not our arrangement. Game over, man. Game over. Shut it. <sighs> Fifty, maybe sixty years of disease fading away, while you grow old in a cell made just for you. Mm -mm -mm. But I'll be back, and I'll be coming for you! In sixty or eighty years, when your new body has grown strong enough to wreak havoc again, I'll be dead by then, stupid. Why does everyone think I'm dumb? You're just lucky you only have one nose to break. Okay, so I waited an hour and... Oh, you've got him? The plan worked? I mean, of course the plan worked. It was a brilliant plan. Yes. McBride, why is his nose bleeding? Resisting arrest? After you handcuffed him? Let's just pack up and get him on the plane. Then, root beer floats on you. Student 11, male, Alden, please share with the class what you feel about this second part of the piece. I want to know how you feel this piece has added to the last part and what it tells you about humanity's feelings on logic and reason in regards to the unexplained. Well, I think it says that they tried to humanize the unexplained, put a goofy face on the anthropomorphic personification of disease. They wanted to take large, abstract ideas and put them in a box small enough to understand and relate to. A doctor assaulting pestilence who is in the guise of a contemporary pop culture stereotype? That's a pretty straightforward metaphor. Doctors know that they can't cure death, so the first was one of acceptance. But doctors still fight disease. 
maybe laughing at it helps? You've got to be kidding me. What a freaking know-it-all. Student 3, if you have such an outburst again, I shall rate limit you and remove your vocal processing unit. Moving on, as the last piece has discussed, as well as this next one, there is a very valuable skill that most humans felt necessary for any sort of success, and with good reason. This is called manipulation, a concept that even the most honest and naive individual would recognize. Such manipulation is often seen in the form of political manipulation that is often clear to the audience and somewhat obvious. Consider a more subversive kind of manipulation here, though, in a situation where the unlikeliest of characters wield power that is surprising in tea and terrorism. I don't know about this. I'm having second thoughts. Don't worry. I'm sure they'll adore you. No, they won't. They'll think I'm young, dumb, and easy to exploit. That too. After all, they're not foolish. You keep saying they. Don't you mean we? You're one of them. Of course I am. But that's no reason to be unfriendly. I am your ally in this. Only because I bribed you. <sighs> Don't state the obvious, dear. It makes you seem stupid. Here we are. Cincha, thank you for coming. And this poor lamb must be Red Rose. Red Rose? Who's that? <laughs> Tis better to be silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Confucius? Lincoln. Ah. Don't mind Keeman. She's been like this ever since the Olympics. With good reason. They were exquisite. The bribery could have been more subtle. But the money laundering was sublime. Could you two please hush long enough for me to make the introductions? Thank you. You see, we tend to use pseudonyms at these little gatherings. <laughs> A bit silly, I know. But we find it makes things simpler in the long run particularly when there are new guests. The lady who brought you is Censure. These two are Keeman and Ceylon, and I am Lady Grey. For this afternoon, you will be called Red Rose. Why Red Rose? It's a brand of tea, known for being very... Bland. Cheap. American. Canadian, actually. Really? Yes. Since we meet over tea, we take the names of tea. And mine is meant to be an insult. Tisk tisk. Losing her temper already? Not a good sign. <sighs> Rose, yours is temporary. You'll receive a different name when you become a permanent member of the group. If, not when. If? If. But I thought... You thought what, Rose? I thought... I thought I would bring some cookies to go with the tea. May I set them out? Of course. That was very thoughtful of you. Ooh, Russian tea cakes. Lady Grey's favorite. Tensha told her that. Still sealed in the package. Tensha told her that too. She could have steamed it open, then resealed the wrapper. But she didn't. No, she didn't. No, I didn't. Would you like one? Yes, please. Shall I be mother? Naturally. 
thought I was already in the group. You are and you aren't. Some things can't be bought, Rose. I got you in the door. The rest is up to you. What happens if I don't pass? Oh, a car accident, maybe a heart attack. It all depends on who organizes it. I'm fond of pyrotechnics myself. Do you have a preference? Oh God, I'm going to die. Won't we all? I mean soon. They're going to kill me. Mm, most likely, yes. Help me. Why? I don't want to die. Yes, dear. But why should I help you? I already gave you my father's military IDs. What more do you want? Uh, your firstborn. You must be joking. <laughs> Caught me there. Here's the real bargain. In three months' time, your family will throw its annual holiday party. You will add to the guest list the following four people. One, the chief technical officer of the Lockheed Martin Corporation. Two, the lead game designer of the video game Spore. Three, the ambassador to Cameroon. And four, myself. But I don't know those other people. Just get it done. I don't care how. Decide quickly. The natives are getting restless. I'll do it. A wise decision. Ceylon, did you know that Red Rose's uncle is announcing his engagement next month? He is? Yes, he's getting engaged to... Deutsche Telekom. What? The fiancé is the cousin of the founder of Saks Fifth Avenue. Who plays golf with the financial officer of ExxonMobil. Who went to school with the head of research at Daimler Chrysler. Who sleeps with the vice president of handset standards at Deutsche Telekom. Ceylon owns the Pentium chip. Intel owns the Pentium chip. Ceylon controls the Pentium chip. I orchestrated the Macintosh switchover. Beautiful work. Thank you. But the world is going mobile iPhones aren't enough. She needs more entry points. I can tap into any device with one of my chips. Invisible ears all over the world. From presidents to suicide bombers, I hear them all. So much information, so little time. Amen, sister. And little Red Rose comes here with Deutsche Telekom. Red Rose, these cookies are delicious. And where did you find such adorable shoes? You should visit me in Zagreb. You should visit me in Taipei. Rose has a family home on Rhode Island. You should visit me in Newport. Oh, isn't that nice? So sweet of her to offer. The Atlantic Ocean is beautiful this time of year. I used to sail in college. You never went to college. I went to college. I just never enrolled in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You must join us too, Lady Grey. The sunrises there are... I can't help but admire your pocketbook, Rose. Would you let me see it? My purse? Well, why would you want to see that? Louis Vuitton, yes. I was thinking of buying a similar one. Would you please open it up? I wish to see how roomy it is. I can't. Rose. I can't. I'm afraid I really must insist, Rose. You have to remember, I'm new at this. Your circle has a reputation. I wasn't sure how it would go. I don't want it to be safe. An excellent goal. Now, open your pocketbook onto the tea card. 
it's not what you think. A 475 Wildy Magnum. Censure wins. Ha! I told you she was the Charles Bronson type. You should know better than to bet against Sencha when it comes to firearms. But they're so heavy. She wouldn't be able to draw it. We know that. She didn't. Wait, you're not... It's okay. We're okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't we be? I brought a gun to your tea party. Yes, that was foolish. Poison would have been much more practical. Put it in an atomizer and pretend it's perfume. Thanks. I'll remember that. That wouldn't have worked either, but it would have been closer. We'll get that pistol replaced with something much more practical. Ah, I have some ceramic models that you'd like. Ceramic? They don't set off metal detectors. Oh. I think we shall call you Gunpowder. What? Gunpowder is your permanent name. A Chinese green tea. Each leaf requires careful shaping. What do you think? I don't know. It's kind of... Good. That's settled then. Gunpowder it is. So I'm in. Really? Really? Welcome to the madhouse. Oh, it's not a madhouse. We are women who meet over tea once a month to discuss world domination. Which we attained years ago. But no one noticed. You're right. It's a madhouse. Oh, wow. This is an amazing honor. I will work so hard. You will not regret this. Thank you. Now, please run along. We have a few more matters to discuss and it's getting late. But shouldn't I stay? No. no. Oh, well, okay then. Thank you again for a lovely afternoon. A pleasure to meet all of you. Goodbye. Lovely to meet you, dear. It was a bye real bye, pleasure. Dear. Wonderful time. We'll have to do this Look again. Look after so yourself long. now. Goodbye. I'll see you later. I really don't see why you have to play with your food, Sencha. <laughs> come on. You enjoy it, too. I do not. Oh, come on. Don't be that way. Tell us what you dosed her with. It's a variant of that cancer agent I've been working on. It breaks down the body's resistance to radiation, and uh, sunlight does the rest. Very nice. They'll blame her tanning salon. Well, how did you give it to her? A ray, like you did with SARS? <laughs> I put it in the tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be so melodramatic. And you will be cleaning that up before you leave. Of course, Lady Grey. My apologies, Lady Grey. What do you want her for, anyway, Sencha? I suppose it's time to tell you. We all know how much I've been enjoying the Bush administration. Excellent for the weapons trade. Nothing provokes Arabs like a rude Texas oil man. <laughs> Butterfly ballot indeed. Americans. But since the latest one only has daughters, I've been at a loss. I need another son. And she's going to be the mother? And the martyr! <laughs> 
she already is. Why do you think he kept running back to his ranch so often in his first term? It was her first term, too. Oh. I didn't know that. Why didn't I know that? Computers don't get you everything, Ceylon. You have an agent ready to step in? The nanny. Oh, her husband will be heartbroken when the wife dies. The nanny will console him, naturally. And when a young indiscretion is found at a Texas orphanage... Don't blame the child. He's innocent. The mother already paid for her sins. We should take him in. It's the Christian thing to do. Raising a president from scratch. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And what do you think, Lady Grey? Hmm, that will work. Yes, that will work. We'll make it work. We always do. And we always will. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Your assignment for next class is to come prepared with your detailed analysis of these two pieces, as outlined in your student folder. Do not come to class if you will not have the assignment, because if you do, I will boot you from the course. Inquiry matrix deactivated. Class dismissed. Course schedule and syllabus. The instructor takes the time to work with the students on the intricate dance that is the social world. I want you to branch out now. Take a step back, as it were, and examine more of the social interactions of the human race. And the students are given yet another assignment. Your assignment for next class is to construct a detailed analysis of the human body and unspoken languages between the human culture in social interactions. The instructor will be waiting for you. Seminar Issue 26, premiering May 22, 2009, only at PendantAudio.com. Featuring the voice talents of Emma Bowyer-Warner as the instructor, Jeffrey Bridges as Student 1, Seth Adam Schur as Student 3, Brian Oldham as Student 11, in Tea and Terrorism, Andrea Fontenot as Red Rose, Fiona Thrale as Lady Grey, Susan Bridges as Salen, Tracy Hall as Keeman, and Kim Giannopoulos as Sencha, written by Marley Norton. In Times Quartet, Part 2, Melissa Hearn as McBride, Xander Mobus as Mal, Marley Norton as Rossum, Paul Lavelle as Mort, and Melissa Johnson as Barbie, written by Brian Martinez Oldham, directed by Marcus Beatty, written by Catherine Pride, edited by Jeffrey Bridges, seminar theme by David Alexander McDonald, produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.